You're listening to Take It Personally, a podcast about the personal side of business and the art of standing out. Oh, Instagram. We love to hate it. (laughs) Am I right? I actually love Instagram, but I hear from people all the time who just can't stand the app anymore because it's become um, so different than it was when we all started using it, right? Like I started using Instagram. I remember where I was sitting in my college iMac lab and taking a photo of my best friend across the desk from me and slapping a Valencia filter on it (laughs) and taking not so creative, I thought they were creative, but not so creative photos of my cup of Java City iced coffee and like thinking I was just so cool using this awesome new app. And Instagram has changed a lot since then. We no longer have a chronological feed. The algorithm becomes bigger and bigger and better, they would probably say, although I think probably a lot of people would argue um, that it's maybe not becoming better every year, but certainly it's becoming a bigger part of Instagram, that that dang algorithm. And one of the things that I hear, one of the things that I hear the most from people is that the algorithm is the culprit. The algorithm is the reason that their engagement is down and no one is seeing their posts. And today I'm here for a major dose of reality to tell you it's not the algorithm's fault. The Instagram algorithm was specifically created so people would see engaging content that they want to connect with. And quite frankly, if you're not creating engaging content that people want to connect with, the algorithm is going to hurt you. And in my opinion, it should. If you're not creating good content that people actually want to see, Why should Instagram show your content to people? It doesn't make sense. I know that that hurts to hear because for a lot of us, for a lot of business owners, whether our content is good or bad, we probably still spend a lot of time trying to make it good, right? So it can really suck to hear your content isn't good. But if you're not getting that really good engagement, that's probably the case. So today I want to talk about three things that you can do right now. Like literally you can turn off this episode at the end and go do these three things to make your Instagram engagement so much better and make Instagram a place that you enjoy being and people who follow you really enjoy being. And honestly, guys, at the end of the day, that's when I'm when I'm teaching Instagram, when I'm teaching my Insta branding classes, that's all I want. I I think views and engagement and all of those things, they they help make it more fun. But ultimately, Instagram should be fun. And I think that if we are approaching it from a place of people first and serving first and just having fun and having a good time, it's just more fun and more of a good time. So that's what we're gonna talk about today in a way that will really boost that engagement and help make Instagram a better place for all. The first thing that you can do if you want people to engage more with your content is to ask an engaging question. You're probably rolling your eyes at me because it's the most obvious statement of all time, but we forget about this. We forget that oftentimes people need to be told exactly what to do. We'll just post something and a lot of the time I'll see beautiful posts like so well written. You know, Instagram has become a place where it's not just a short little quippy post anymore. Sometimes the content is like 
massive, almost like a microblog. And people are writing these beautiful words and it's just all wonderful, but it's not necessarily that engaging because it doesn't hook them at the beginning. It doesn't ask a question. It doesn't give them a reason to want to stick around and engage. And so while every single post does not have to ask an engaging question, because I understand like that gets a little one note, it gets exhausting, you don't need to do it every time. But if you're dying for some engagement, that's a really easy way to get some. Ask an engaging question and make it really easy for people to answer. This can be so simple. You really don't have to overthink it. You can ask people if they prefer salty or sweet, if they are a morning person or a night owl. Giving them questions like that where you're basically spoon feeding them the answer is really easy for them to just quick respond and then move on. Um, You can even ask a question and give like a one, two, three or A, B, C result option. So then all they have to do is comment A, B or C. Now, again, talking about the Instagram algorithm here, a lot of the time, Instagram is not necessarily going to recognize comments that are that short. And so this is where you have to be engaged right back. And we'll talk about this next. But if someone comments A as an answer to a question, respond to them and say, oh, I love salty foods too. My favorite are potato chips. What's yours? And kind of teach them that it's okay to leave longer comments on your post because you're here for it. Like you are going to respond. You're going to engage with them right back. This is a fun space. Um, You can spend some time here and it'll be worth it. Another thing to remember here is not to bury your question at the bottom of a post. If you've been on Instagram lately, you know that Instagram will only show the first part of the caption before showing an ellipsis, that dot, 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 and then you have to click read more to read more. So if your question is not at the front of the copy of your post and it's not, um, a, it's not a very like captivating way to begin a caption, they're not even going to see it. So make sure that the first part of your post either really gets them with a hook, something that really stops their scroll, or you just ask the question right out of the gate. Otherwise, they're they're not even going to read it. The next thing that you're going to do to increase your Instagram engagement is to engage back. Remember when I said that when people are commenting on your post A, B, or C, you're supposed to reply and kind of expand on that with them? You need to be doing this on every single comment that you get. Every single comment. Every single DM. Uh, You need to be active in your own comment section. I hear from so many people who... Are confused by this. They'll ask me well, every single DM, every single comment, and yet these are the same people who have you know 200 followers and they desperately want more and they're constantly wanting to know how do I get more followers? Well, why the heck would Instagram give you or show your content to more people who would follow you if you're not even being a good host to the 200 people who are following you? You need to start treating that current audience like kings and queens before you can ever expect to get more. And you can do that by simply being happy that they are there. 
So instead of using the time that you have on Instagram every day to mindlessly scroll and maybe double tap and leave a couple hearts, instead take that time to actively engage with people in your community, people who are following you, people who you follow, people who are commenting on your content. Talk with them. Social media is meant to be social. And if you're not going to show that kind of love and attention to the people who are already there for you and already following you, you can't expect to get more people in your in your audience. You just can't. This is actually one of the really magical things about having a smaller audience. Because if you only have 200 followers or 500 followers, which by the way is nothing to sneeze at, like that's 200 people or 500 people who chose to follow you. That's actually a very big deal. It's a big deal to have one person following you. And if you have that number of people who are already in your audience and you don't have that 10,000 or 50,000 or whatever number you want, then it's so much more manageable to respond to every single comment and every single DM. I mean, that's something that people with larger accounts likely can't do anymore or they have to have a team for or it takes them way more time. But that's not going to be the case with you if you have that smaller audience. You have the ability to respond to every single person who reaches out. And that's a really incredible thing when you're talking about building an audience and building that rapport with someone. The fact that you can respond to everyone is so amazing like that's gonna make those people feel so seen and so heard and just love you even more and that's what we want we want to build those really deep meaningful connections that make people coming back for more we'll get right back to the episode but first i want to take a minute to recognize our sponsor profile by sanford Last year, I had the biggest year in business that I've ever had, and unfortunately, what that also meant was my health seriously suffered. I wasn't taking time for myself, I was overworked, and I wasn't paying attention to my own well-being. This year, I'm making a change and so excited to be partnering with Profile by Samford. Profile is a doctor-developed nutrition and lifestyle program that utilizes one-on-one health coaching to help members pursue, attain, and sustain a healthy lifestyle and ideal weight. They even have a program just for expecting and nursing moms, which is what I'll be following for most of the year. This program approaches a healthy lifestyle from all angles. At my first appointment, we talked about how much water I was drinking and if I was leaving my desk for lunch. It sounds crazy, but I hadn't even considered those things as part of my health. But those little decisions add up to so much. You can use the code MADDIEPASHONG for $100 off your membership. Just head to the show notes at takeitpersonallypodcast.com for the code and more information. Now back to the episode. The next tip, the last tip, has a little bit more to do with your overall Instagram strategy going into 2020. And if you just heard that and you're breaking out in a cold sweat and you're like, Maddie, I don't know what the heck you're talking about. I don't have an Instagram strategy. That is perfectly okay. We all start somewhere and hopefully this will get you off on the right foot for this year. So the Instagram algorithm is massively changing in 2020. There's a lot more focus on video. And as we get rid of likes, which I hear is still happening, I still have likes on my profile, so I'm not sure what's happening there. Um, But allegedly, we're supposed to be getting rid of likes on Instagram 
uh, early this year in 2020 when this episode is being recorded. And as that is happening, you have to understand that there will be other statistics that will likely mean more in the app. So what that looks like is instead of focusing on likes, that's going to shift a little bit. So instead of creating content that has, you know, a higher likelihood of getting those likes and getting those comments, which are all still thing. I mean, you should still be creating engaging content that that tries to do those things, right? But you also can start focusing a little bit more on saves and shares. So a share is going to be when someone clicks on that little paper airplane thing at the bottom of your profile to share your post onto their stories. And this is only possible on public profiles. And a save is when they hit the little bookmark icon on the far right side of your post to save the post for later. These are going to be two things that are weighed really heavily in the algorithm this year. And to be totally honest, I feel like this has already started to shift. Um, Saves and shares, they, they just seem to be a little bit again, more heavily weighted than something like a like. It's very easy to just double tap on something and keep scrolling. It takes a little bit more thought to save it to a folder in your favorites folder or to share something to your story. You tend to probably like something more if you're going to share it than if you're just going to double tap it, right? So saves and shares are really where the focus is shifting. So what this means is when you're creating content, instead of asking people to double tap or comment, which are still things you can do, think about asking them to save something for later. So again, this is going to come down to creating content that people want to save for later. If you're a wedding photographer, there are so many ways you can do this. There are so many ways with every industry, um, but wedding photography is what... I'm going to use as an example right now. Um, So if you're a wedding photographer, you could do a post about going dress shopping and your tips around dress shopping and selecting the perfect dress for your wedding day. You can do a post about designing your timeline for the day of your wedding, how to do a sparkler exit, how to um, plan the colors that you're going to use in your wedding. You can do Instagram posts, again, that are almost like micro blog content instead of just a quick post. And at the very beginning of that post, your prompt can be save this for later. If you're a bride, save this for later. That's going to really help Instagram see, oh, this person is providing really amazing content for people because she got 10 shares on this post last week or she got 10 saves on this post last week. Um, So that can look really, really good when you're talking about what's being weighed in the algorithm. So by the same token, if we're talking about shares, this is for people, uh, especially who have really visual brands. And I, I, a lot of the people that I work with have creative businesses. And so uh, if you have a creative business, you probably have uh, a pretty visual business as well. So if you're a graphic designer or if you're a photographer, this is where it can be really helpful for you that shares are a big deal. The best example that I can think of with shares are the graphic designers that I follow who are absolutely incredible and constantly designing these like super cute quotes or, you know, quotable photos that they're sharing to their feed. 
think through what you're seeing when you are watching people's stories. Besides them talking to the camera or sharing their own photos, what else are they sharing? And you'll probably find that it's a lot of those quote graphics or funny memes or just something that kind of brings a smile to your face. And for me, I see a lot of graphic designers doing these really cute quotes. And that's what tends to get shared. So if you are a graphic designer and you have time to kind to figure out a way to do some of those uh, projects for yourself as opposed to for a client, um, that can be something that people really enjoy engaging with. And you can share stuff that, do, you know, d- depending on the client relationship, obviously, you can share stuff that you've done for clients too, but don't feel bad about working on a few projects for yourself to create those fun graphics because those can be a really great thing to share on Instagram. And it's a great creative outlet too, right? Like I always enjoy taking photos for some sort of a personal project as opposed to for a client. So it's the same thing here for graphic designers. And that's just the example that I'm thinking of because it's one that I use so much or one that I share so much. But there are so many things that obviously people have a tendency to share more of in stories. So when you're creating content, think through those parameters. What am I seeing getting shared? What am I personally saving for later when it comes to content on Instagram? And how can I replicate that in my own feed for my people, for my audience? What do they want to see? And a big part of this is just listening to your community. You know, if you have a Facebook group or if you have um, even just like a chat with people in your industry or you're working with particular clients that you love, listen to their pain points and listen to the things that they want to see more of or that they're struggling with and try and figure out how you can provide that to them. A lot of the time, it's just they just need information. And, and most of the time, if they've hired you, you have that information. You just need to figure out a way to get it to them. Instagram can be an excellent way to do that. And then there you are, providing service that's above and beyond what people are paying you for. So to recap, the three things that you can do right now to increase your engagement on Instagram are one, ask an engaging question, two, engage with your people both on your own platform and in their comment sections and their DM boxes, and three, think about saves and shares when you're creating your content. I hope that this episode was helpful. I think oftentimes Instagram gets positioned as the big bad wolf and Instagram should be a fun place to be. I think oftentimes we're just overthinking it and we are um, just not bringing it down to the basics and really that's what it is. It's basics. It's serving people well. It's providing information that they want and they need and they love and that's really all there is to it. So turn off this episode, head on over to IG and start making some changes to make this your best year yet for Instagram engagement. Thank you so much for listening to Take It Personally. If you're a regular listener, you might already know that some of the best conversations actually happen after the show. Head over to Facebook and search Take It Personally Podcast to join our private Facebook group and join the conversation. We'll also put the link in the show notes. And if you haven't already, would you head over to iTunes and leave us a review? This is the best way to let other people know about the show and help us to keep creating content you love. 
You can also head to takeitpersonallypodcast.com for all the show notes from today's episode and past episodes. Thanks so much for listening. See you next week.